Welcome to Tatami Room Season 2, Episode 3, Research Class and Competition. This is your host, Martin. Um, been very busy recently, so this episode is a couple of days behind schedule, and I apologize for that. Uh, but uh, this episode is uh, interesting, I hope. I'll be talking about uh, two things, uh, primarily. One of them being a research class that I did recently, which is basically where people come and uh, review your work uh, or one of your lessons that you do as a teacher. So people come and spectate a lesson that you do. And also, I want to talk about uh, my first judo competition, judo competition experience here in Japan that happened over the weekend. You know, I've competed in various countries um, like Hungary, uh, U.S., Canada, uh, but this is my first judo competition um, in the birthplace of uh, judo, that is Japan. Um, so I wanted to kind of uh, fill you all in about that. Unfortunately, uh, no current event this week, but hopefully since there was two last week, that kind of uh, makes up for it. The stoic quote for this week is from Seneca. Cease to hope and you will cease to fear. It's quite an interesting quote, I think, and uh, I hope you all, uh, I hope you all like it as well. Quick little personal update. Um, yeah, I've been kind of swamped with the research class and the competition, preparing for for both of those, uh, running a tight ship. But I got great news recently. I think some of y'all might have seen my Instagram story, um, but I was able to pass the N3 uh, level Japanese exam. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy, I think, to, to I, if I'm being completely honest with you all, I did not have very high hopes to pass the test. I ended up passing, I think it was like a 104 out of 180. Um, and I needed like, I needed a 95. So I was actually not like right on the line, but you know, I, it was where I would I expected myself to be if if I did end up passing, uh, but anyway, yeah, it's it's a great result. I'm very happy, um, and now I've uh, I've actually started preparing for the N two level test, which is essentially fluent. Um, I think that one, I don't. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure if it's possible for me or not, given that you know the test is going to be in June. And I need to learn about 550 kanji before uh, that happens. 550 new kanji, so that's that's kind of a, a, a tough ask. But um, you know, I've been uh, I've already been I've already started preparing for it, and so we'll see what happens. Uh, also, let me know if you want me to make a more in-depth kind of Japanese. Uh, study bit or like kind of an episode on how I study Japanese. I think I mentioned, I talked about the N3 test and how it went in my experience. Uh, and I mentioned my study habits in that uh, episode briefly, but I didn't want to kind of, uh, you know, pres prescribe anything of like, this is the way you should do it before I actually, you know, got a good result. Um, but, you know, I feel more confident or just, uh, I feel better giving advice now that I actually have a decent score under my belt. So, 
yeah, yeah, I'd I'd be open to doing an episode about just you know what I do to uh, cram the kanji in if uh, if any of y'all are interested in that. With that being said, let's jump into the research class and competition segment after a quick break. All right, welcome back. I wanted to start by talking about the research class. So just first of all, the parameters. So what this class was, it would just be one English class that I taught. I don't think I, I could teach any other class um, here in Japan. But it was one English class that I would teach alongside my JTE, which is Japanese teacher of English. Um, but yeah, my, my primary teacher essentially. And it would be at the middle school for first year students. Since it was at the middle school, at the middle school level, they do 50 minute classes. And the kind of overview of the lesson was we would do kind of a short warm up drill and then dive into how to order and uh, serve people at a cafe. Um, and thankfully, I'm quite familiar with the lingo since I, I did work as a barista for a bit great job um missed it quite a lot um but yeah what was actually funny is in the in the moment when i was doing the lesson i almost forgot barista for a second i just blanked and my teacher was like hey so martin why don't you explain like who what is this guy called over here and um yeah i almost fumbled but then i didn't so anyway and the whole uh, so we're doing this class me and uh the teacher that I'm teaching alongside, and people from other schools um, and other English teachers would come and watch us, take notes, give us feedback, etc. Um, it's kind of, uh, but I, I'm not sure exactly who it's for, whether it's for us as teachers to kind of get better, or it's kind of like a, just a thing that happens, or like an evaluation of the school. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, other teachers. I think another principal came, uh, random English teachers. The principal at um, the middle school came as well. So yeah, we had a bunch of spectators. And uh, I, I was talking to my mom who has uh, teaching experience in Hungary. And she said that they do something similar in Hungary sometimes. Um, so I, I thought that was interesting. I, In my experience... Um, in the U.S., at least the schools that I went to, middle school, high school, I, I feel like maybe I, I maybe I'm blanking again, but I don't really remember having like a, a research class or people come and visit. Um, yeah, I don't know. In any case, the the prep that we did to prepare for this class was we ran through. Uh, we did uh, a similar version of the lesson with the two other first year cohorts. So I think we had, you know, the first year B class. And then the week before, we did the lesson with the uh, first year A and C class just to kind of uh, get an idea of how it would flow and get some uh, get some reps in. I made some adjustments. I actually ended up making a menu on uh, Canva that kind of uh, blew everyone away. If any of y'all are familiar with Canva, it's a free-to-use software. Um, there's obviously a, a premium version as well. I don't know. I'm giving Canva a shout-out. I like using Canva. Basically, you can make some pretty good posters with it. Uh, I used it for my resident advisor job uh, when I needed to make posters for events for residents. Like, hey, we're doing like 
a cookie decorating in the Great Hall, or we're having a, a movie night event, stuff like that. And this time I made a menu, um, and so the other teacher's name started with a T, and my last name is Teichner, so we, we opened, quote-unquote, TT Cafe, where there was the, uh, one of the items was the Martin Special. Um, you know, it, it was pretty expensive, but it wasn't the most expensive item on the list. Um, I have to remain a little bit humble, at least, right? Um, in any case, it was, it, it was fun, and I think using Canva um, impressed a, a lot of the teachers. I think something that we did during prep was that we wanted to make sure that we were incorporating, you know, both the textbook... Um, we were going to use the textbook, uh, as well as kind of our own original material, just kind of add our own thing to it to make it a really good lesson. And so the quick flow and execution of what we did was we had an aisatsu, which is just a greeting, and we had this blitz game. Um, I call it blitz game, but it's a, it's essentially a kind of rapid question and answer um, question and answer portion that you do with a partner. Uh, I learned about this game from a kind of a, a skill development conference, and it's been very useful. Uh, I, I enjoy using it with the kids. Um, you got like five seconds to ask a question, 10 seconds to answer the question, respond to the, ask your question of your own. Um, so just to kind of uh, get their brains firing on uh, in English. Uh, we did a short transition skit into the, you know, cafe and food and today's topic and whatnot, just to kind of have a, a nice little segue, make it seem natural. We reviewed cafe words, uh, cafe phrases, and then we incorporated the textbook. We ran through kind of a textbook conversation example, you know, customer walks in, greeted by the barista and orders uh Thing like two items or something like that. And we had the students practice the conversation, take turns as you know barista and customer. Slowly leveled up, added a greeting, changed a couple of things. Like you know, at the end they weren't ordering yogurt. By the end they were ordering something else. Uh, so that kind of complicated things. And then we switched after a while to our own original menu and had them run a conversation very similar to the one in the textbook. And at last we just closed out with some demonstrations. So I wanted to conclude by <laughs> kind of giving y'all a review of uh, of the review that we got, um, that me and my teacher got, uh, because after we did the lesson, there was a little kind of debrief that we had with other teachers. Um, and it was funny because my JTE was really nervous. Well, it was I, I, I wouldn't say it was funny, but um, I don't know. I felt kind of relaxed, like I, I wasn't... Um, too uptight about the whole situation, but I could tell that you know she was quite nervous, and so I tried tried my best to uh, to support her. Uh, but apparently, I think the the reason she was stressed is um, there was there is something where you can get yelled at during these debriefs. Like I think the principal or vice principal, if uh, you know some of the visitor teachers that come from other schools, for example, they come and watch your lesson. And they're like, dang, well, these people aren't, you know, working, they're not doing their job right, and it's embarrassing, then maybe you can get yelled at. But I, I think, I thought we did a good job, so I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, wasn't too worried. We got good feedback, and um, the teachers were uh, impressed with me participating. I think that not many Jets uh, do 
these research classes. At least I haven't really heard of any jets doing them. Um, and they were they were also impressed that um, I was able to kind of communicate and convey some of the exercises um, and instructions in Japanese. Uh, apparently, and this was kind of a, came as a surprise to me, but in the debrief that we had, um, one of the teachers that was reviewing us was stated that they thought I was more of the primary teacher here um, rather than kind of the teacher that I was working with, which um, I don't know if that's kind of a good thing or a bad thing, but taking it at face value, I guess it means I almost, I was in charge of a research class and I ran a successful research class, which is kind of a cool feeling. In any case, my thoughts about just overall the, the research class ordeal, that research classes are interesting and kind of a good way for teachers to learn. I definitely ended up, um, the feedback that I got was useful and in terms of incorporating how to incorporate the textbook um, if and when to incorporate the computers or tablets that the kids use so it's good feedback but I do think that this benefit somewhat goes away if you're so scared of like failing and you know you're you're so like my my teacher was very visibly nervous about the whole ordeal and I feel like if you're that kind of nervous then some of the benefits of the the review go away in any case i want to transition to talking about the judo competition and i'll jump straight in i'll get the elephant um i'll, t I'll address the elephant in the room uh, i i went zero and two um zero wins two losses just very, it's, it's, it's disappointing because i feel like i've come a decent way in terms of technique um and development while i've been here in Japan and uh, this uh, you know ON2 definitely does not reflect that and it's, it's hard not to feel down um, judo is something that you know I, I really wanted to succeed in, I, and I still really want to succeed in uh, but I feel like I hit a I hit a glass ceiling at a certain point um, I I reached a level where um, below that level I was I was excelling. I was having um, great success, but above it, I could just never, never reach it. Um, you know, and that, that's tough. That's something that I've had to kind of uh, grapple with and come to terms with. However, with that being said, um, so I fought high schoolers, and these kids were both a fair bit bigger than I was. So one of them was seventeen kilos heavier, um, at least. So, at least that's what I heard. And uh, that, I definitely felt it as well when I was sparring. So, you know, granted, these the people that I fought are not going to be in my natural weight class, right? And I think, you know, if I was a really skilled judoka, if I was, yeah, I don't know, I, I, if I had, you know, that, that flow, that rhythm, um, then, you know, maybe I could have beaten them. But, I mean... It, it, that just wasn't I'm not I'm not there and so I, I couldn't overcome that that deficit uh, but um, in addition to that so I didn't get I wouldn't say I got blown out in any of my matches I lost two very incredibly close matches kind of almost buzzer beaters essentially and I lost one by a single shido which uh, for those of you who don't know it's a penalty point that you can get and the international rule set is you can get, you know, you can get two Shidos, you're, you're fine. And then the third one, you get disqualified. I had one, 
one single Shido, and I think it was like a local rule set where they just wanted to kind of speed things up, and the match ended. It was all drawn. Um, neither of us had a point, and and uh, I had one one penalty point, one Shido for not attacking, and uh, they just award ended up awarding the match to my opponent, which uh, disappointing. Disappointing losing by by a single Shido, especially because I I don't think I realized in that moment that I needed to like do something um, or otherwise I I thought we we're gonna go into the golden score the the next period the the there there would be an additional three minute period, um, but yeah, also kind of another caveat final caveat was that everyone uh, praised my technique apparently the people from the other town over were very impressed. Um, Nakatane, the town uh, in the middle of the island, is uh, quite strong in terms of judo, and they, you know, they're like, "Wow, <laughs> I, 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 that's a weird way to say." It. I, I'm trying to uh, convey what someone else tried to convey to me, but anyway, I think it, it was a good feeling because I, I, I think at least based off of what one person said one person was telling me well they i i've never seen you do judo martin and i thought you were gonna come out and do some american pro wrestling style type of judo but you're you actually had very nice technique and so that was that was nice to hear um that was kind of uh it it, it cheered me up a little bit and and i'm also you know I, I feel like there's not many foreigners who do judo at least down here um, in is on uh, Tanegashima Kagoshima area, and so being able to kind of showcase you know judo from America or just judo from overseas and having a good impression, I thought was uh, was quite cool and uh, and a good feeling. <clears throat> uh, I want to touch on some overall points about the competition as well, um, just an overall feeling. For me personally, it was very fun. To train for something and participate so i usually attend two practices a week where i i teach and assist primarily but you know having this competition it gave me something to kind of look forward to and uh you know put my mind to so at the end end of the practice when we were sparring um i would actually try get some serious reps in um and, and just having this event before you helped me kind of uh focus in uh, also, it was fun because for me, this was an, a competition that had a lot of firsts. This was my first judo tournament in Japan. This was my first open weight battle. So the, the way that we did the matches was, um, this, it was an open weight. There's not, <laughs> there's not that many people who do judo on the island. And so that's why the people that I fought were so much heavier than me because I was in an open weight category, um, not in my usual 66 kilos. And this was also my first kind of team battle, my first Dantai Sen. Um, unfortunately, I mean, I, I mentioned that I went 0-2, but I should also say that we did end up losing the team battle. That that one, I went on to say, if, if, I, if I lost, but we still won the team battle, that would have been really cool. If I, I won and we won the team battle, that would have been... I mean that that would have been awesome because our city so there's three towns cities on the island and our town hasn't won this was like the island judo competition and our town had not won in like close to 50 years and uh you know the the team and I we wanted to change that and unfortunately that didn't end up happening this time um 
and I, this is the last uh, well since I'm not here next year it's I can't enter again which is quite sad but um, you know gotta gotta roll with the punches sometimes I also had a good time kind of noticing the similarities and differences that you know um, that that I noticed between kind of uh, a judo competition here in Japan versus the ones that I've experienced in America, for example. Uh, some similarities that I saw, for example, it was that at the beginning of a competition, you line up with your team or dojo before the tournament. Uh, here in Japan, we even lined up after to when the awards were being presented. I think that's not something that uh, you... I don't remember doing that uh, in America, at least not in the Pacific Northwest judo area, uh, you you line up before the competition, and you know you wait and listen to the official announcements and whatnot. And the overall atmosphere uh, was quite similar as well. You know, you're warming up on the open mat. There's a bunch of families gathered around, kids running amok. One random little child picked up my phone and started running away with it. Um, so I, I, that was kind of a, an interesting moment of well, what do I say? Like, hey, please stop. Um, but yeah, so that was the similar similarities um, and a couple differences I noticed. It's a short list. So judo gis were white only, right? So in the U.S., you know, you have the the white and the blue judo gi, like the, with the international rule set. Here in Japan. It was white judo gis only, and you used a white and red sash that you tied um, you tied on in addition to your belt uh, to kind of differentiate teams and athletes. Also, referees were seated in corners on little chairs. This is kind of like the old style. I remember, I think when I first came to the U.S., there were still using uh, there were still chairs. Um, and the referees were kind of in the in those corners, but um, you know, a couple years after that, they started using the caretaking video system. And the video, I mean, I almost don't remember not having the video system. It's been around for a while now, so that was kind of interesting going back to kind of a, um, having the referees sitting there uh, right on the side. Uh, I thought it was quite interesting. And also, I mentioned this, but the rule set was different. Right, so in the U.S., we went by uh, most of the time. I think we went by the international rule set, um, or something more similar to it. And then here, um, I think, especially the, the the one rule that cost me the game, where you know, if a single shido, and uh, if you have a single shido and you're not up by a point, then uh, then you lose the game. That was also different, and uh, that that was not a fun difference for me. Uh, Overall, though, um, I think I, I had a great time here. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, I had a couple of my friends come out and support me as well. And also, we went to uh, a restaurant and had a little after party uh, with the team and some people from the Judo Association. Um, very, very good food, as always, here in Japan. Um, and yeah, just good vibes overall. Last to kind of conclude the segment, my uh, my mother might might strangle me for this, but I think I might have gotten a little bit of a cauliflower ear on my left ear. Um, it's it's a little little swollen and it's it hasn't really gone down. Um, I you can't you can't really tell, so you know it's not not noticeable at all or not very noticeable. But 
um, yeah, it's uh, that's just something I wanted to share. In any case, let's cut to the closing section. I'll be back in just a moment. All right, thank you for making it to the end of the episode. Let's jump into the word or words of the week, rather. The first being Kenkyu Jugyo, Kenkyu Jugyo, which means research class, you know, very in theme um, with uh, this week's episode. So this is actually kind of two words, Kenkyu being research and Jugyo being class. Now, the other uh, word of the week is (laughs) aptly Jugyo Kenkyu, which is what the debrief is called after um, after you do the research class, right? So the you put jugyo, which is class, and then kenkyu, which is research. So class research, um, you're you're researching how you did. So I thought that was kind of a, a funny little pair of words uh, to share with you all. The stat of the week is six months, which is kind of the halfway point for uh, for me here in Japan. Um, Time has gone by rather fast. It's kind of crazy to think about. But yeah, Sunday, I believe, um, February 4th, was six months here in Tanegashima. I came to Japan a couple days before that. So I've been in Japan for a little over six months now. But yeah, halfway point, um, I'm going to be leaving at sometime around uh, July 30th. Uh, not entirely sure yet, but yeah, it's uh, it's been a great six months. I've really enjoyed my time here, and uh, I've, you know, very happy, very glad, and privileged to have had this opportunity so far. And uh, next six months, I want to you know make the most of it. I'm gonna try for that N two exam. Gonna try travel some more, um, and uh, you'll be uh, you all will be hearing uh, all about it. So, anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I, uh, I hope you enjoyed it, and please consider subscribing. I'll be back with more in two weeks, and it will be a real proper episode with a current events section. So, see you then. Pera, pera, ad astra. Oh.